Welcome to the Learning Exchange, where L&D and HR professionals can dig deep into the ever-changing landscape of online learning and talent development. Each episode, we'll explore innovations in learning and discuss best practices with special guests from inside and outside the learning world. L&D is evolving, and the Learning Exchange is here to help you keep pace. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Learning Exchange. On today's episode, it's high time that we introduce some new elements to our workforce. So today, I'm going to focus on the topic of digital body language. There is, in my opinion, tremendous value in rethinking everything that we are and are not currently teaching our workforce. I have long been an advocate of constantly trying to keep in touch with uh, with all the things that we've delivered over time because it's important to recognize the things that we delivered are relevant to the moment in time where they come forward in many cases. Sure, some of the concepts can really stand the test of time, but there are some adjustments that we need to make as the world around us changes. Over the last several months, I have been really increasing the uh, the books that I've been reading. And each book gives me some new insight, some new um, inspiration to really just to go back and, and audit myself. Um, I am almost done with reading my latest book. It is uh, called Digital Body Language, How to Build Trust and Connection No Matter the Distance by Erica Dewan. Now, I'm not going to ruin the book for you by giving away all of the goodness that it contains, and it does contain a lot of goodness. But I do want to talk about the thoughts that the book caused me to have. It's 2020, and we've been navigating an enormous amount of change over the last two years that has dramatically impacted how we think about the topic of learning and development. In 2020, our focus quickly shifted to this mindset of how can we help our employees navigate drastic change? And how can we quickly help our employees learn a new way of operating the business? Then once the dust settled from that initial shock of the pandemic, we saw a shift in 2021. And in 2021, we were focused much more on how can we reimagine our training so that it's able to withstand the test of time a little bit more easily and also yield more flexible experiences combined with a little bit of uh, how the heck do we become virtual training experts? We thought we were, but maybe we weren't. Tons of opinions flooded the market and we all as a learning and development community, started to dig in and research a lot of these ideas. Um, We talked about breaking our training content down into smaller chunks so that we could have more flexibility to mix and match the content as circumstances changed. We talked about upskilling and reskilling our workforce so they would know more, so they could do more, and they would be able to flex more as change came at them in the future. We also talked about um, really just making sure that we are taking the time to understand and align the skills that are critical for success in our business with the training content we're producing so that we, one, make sure we have coverage across all those critical skills, but two, it makes it easier for employees to navigate and find the things that they feel are most relevant for their circumstance. 
Then we started to focus on helping to drive mental health awareness into the workplace and bringing forward some pretty robust content and even new business practices that help our employees feel psychologically safe in the workplace. That's not all we did. We also really exploded in the conversations at work regarding diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. All of these things are celebratory moments. We should be ecstatic that all of these things are finally breaking through in the workplace and allowing us to advance learning in so many ways. But it begs the question, how many topics have we left behind due to just all the distraction and the fast-paced change that we've been experiencing for the last couple of years? How many things have been overlooked, and not intentionally, but just because we haven't had the chance to stop and catch our breath? Here's a word of caution. Um, I highly recommend going on an exploratory journey, get a pen and paper, write these things down, but please, please, please set a time limit and force yourself to adhere to it or else exploring all of the what did we leave behind could be a never-ending journey. You'll get the big things pretty quickly. Anyway, as I was reading this uh, digital body language, it caused me to realize that for years, we as the learning and development community have invested a ton of time and energy developing presentation skills training, communication skills training, teaching people how to write effectively. And we've even created some pretty advanced workshops that allow for getting together and really practicing how we apply all of these elements of communicating effectively across all mediums. But we have not, in my opinion, really done a good job at resetting expectations for a hybrid or even an, a fully online digital world. We were forced overnight to adapt to a distributed work environment. Uh, many of us will remain remote for years to come. Many of us will continue to operate in hybrid environments that are a mixture of in-person and online workforce. And in the shock of that overnight transformation, we were so focused on how to get all of the, the critical things, how to make sure the business processes worked when we weren't in an office together, how to get training to work when we're not physically together, uh, and more things like that. We were so focused on all of that that we overlooked some of the foundational components. Communicating in writing has been around for a minute. Um, and it's always come with a number of challenges, most notably the challenge of being open to misinterpretation. If I wake up in a bad mood or I've just had some experience that has left me in a bad mood or a very uplifted mood, that is going to uh, change how I receive information without other cues. So if I'm, if I'm in a place where I'm upset or I'm frustrated or I'm angry, and I read an email or I read a Slack message without the body language, without sort of those additional cues, I might color that in a very different way. And that could lead to misunderstandings. That could lead to a lot of things. But in today's world, it's even more important to reexamine what we've always been taught relative to body language, relative to communication. It's okay for us to be a little less formal in our written expressions. 
It's okay to use exclamation points and emojis. It's 2022. It's also okay to use GIFs and images to bring humor, maybe reinforce your message, or simply help convey the emotion that you intended with your written message. Does that make you uncomfortable? What about those around you in your workplace? Would that make them uncomfortable to really hear someone articulate that? Well, we have a lot of different people, a lot of different generations reflected in the workforce today, which means we have to think a little bit differently than we did when we crafted those classes 20 years ago. Um, Zoom meetings or whatever your online meeting platform of choice is, not new by any means. I've personally been on these types of calls and experiences for the last 20 years. The new thing is having these calls with a video component to them as the norm and not the exception. I could remember a time when the conference call, the video conference call was really mostly centered around a group of 10 people in one conference room, connecting to a group of 10 or more in another conference room in a different geographic location. Not the one-to-one or the individual camera for every person. In addition, voicemail and texting had been around for quite a while, but when was the last time you thought to yourself or heard someone say, really, they're calling me? I'm just going to wait for the voicemail. I prefer texting. Now, think about the effect that that can have at the workplace. So the big question, when was the last time that we as learning and development talked about the best way to communicate effectively in a digital context? Not just how to use the tools or how to deliver a presentation online. I'm going to guess it's not really ever happened for most of us. Digital body language is a real thing, and it is here to stay. It's the new normal. Technology has imprinted on our lives in a way that will require us to adapt if we want to remain effective and even eliminate some of those unnecessary moments of frustration due to misinterpreted signals, due to confusing body language. And yes, before you ask the question, when we talk about digital body language, it can actually include our written expression as well as our physical expressions. In fact, digital body language actually encompasses everything that guides our digital interactions, from the way we write to one another on all channels, to the types of channels we use for a specific purpose, meaning do we maybe use a different channel or medium when something is urgent or quick? Um, It can include the tone of voice, the facial expressions, the eye contact, and even our environments that are shown during an online web meeting and so much more. We still have to honor the in-person experience and the body language that allows us to navigate those experiences with confidence and clarity. But now we have an entirely new set of skills to learn and to teach in order to help our teams adapt to the way the world has changed. In some cases, these ideas may even feel like they're in conflict with one another, Uh, but it's about being mindful of a digital world and how we have to accommodate that differently than the in-person space. When was the last time that you heard of or experienced for yourself a complete misinterpretation of a written communication? What about the last time that you were on a Zoom meeting and felt like someone wasn't paying attention or engaged in the discussion, and your reason for that was because they were looking down or they were looking in a direction that wasn't right at the camera. 
What about the last time you received an exchange via Slack that was really more fitting as an email or a meeting that just as easily could have been a Slack message? All of these things are able to be navigated when we explore the concepts of digital body language as a whole. So it's a big concept. When our whole world is online, we have to think differently. We have to challenge the ideas and the guiding principles of the past as this modern tech world we live in was never in mind when we were taught those things. Because again, those things were created for a time and purpose in the context of that time. So what am I talking about here when I say, let's challenge those ideas of the past? Well, not to give you an exhaustive list, but just a few things. Um, Things like it's so unprofessional to use emojis or exclamation points in your emails. Um, If you need to communicate or interact with a group of people, you must call a meeting. GIFs and images have no place in business communication. The camera should always be on in a Zoom meeting. Never, ever use friendly or casual signatures in a work communication. Never send something urgent or critical through Slack. Send it in an email and use an obnoxious all-cap style uh, subject line with a read receipt so that you can confirm they read it. Never text message for work reasons. See, a lot of these ideas, as I'm saying them out loud, you're probably thinking to yourself, <laughs> duh, uh, like, no. Um, But the reality is, this is sort of what our old way of focusing on the topic of body language, the the topics of communication have sort of left us with if we don't reimagine. So my challenge to you in closing is uh, spend some time thinking about how your organization currently communicates and how you might be able to benefit from really exploring this notion of digital body language. Challenge yourself to think outside of just the physical, um, verbal, nonverbal cues that we talk about in context of an in-person setting and really stretch outside of that to understand all that can go into a digital experience. Just because someone's not looking at a screen doesn't mean they're not paying attention. It could mean that they've had to relocate what they're looking at from your presentation to another screen or another part of the screen. Uh, Perhaps their boss is blowing up their phone with a bunch of messages and it requires them to look down. Doesn't mean they're less engaged in what you're doing. Doesn't mean they're intentionally turning you away. They're trying to figure out how to mute the distraction. Um, In in an in-person setting, these things would have context that we would see them. But in digital, uh, whether it's the tone that we use, the choices of words and uh, punctuation and emojis that we use, whether it's the the medium that we deliver our message through, our backgrounds, our posture, our tone of voice, even just a smile or a frown, all of these things and more really go into this bucket of digital body language. And it's, uh, it's a place I really think we can all benefit from learning more. 